There was supposed to be an intro to. There we go. Okay, well, after that brief intro snafu, welcome to the so-called Fantasy Experts inaugural podcast. Uh, my name is Travis Pastor. I'm a staff writer, so-calledfantasyexperts.com, and with me today is Matthew Modica. Matt, what's going on? Uh, not much. Ready to talk some uh, starting pitching, and you guys can find me at, at ctmbaseball and uh, ctmbaseball.com. Yeah, I should pitch my Twitter at the real Travioli, please follow me so I can get verified. I was just talking to Matt before we were on air that uh, I've been on Twitter for five years. I think it's time I get that little check mark. So, so help us out if we uh, blow up. Maybe this will be the thing that gets us to that you know <laughs> new tier of fame. But anyway, I figured we talk baseball, or of course baseball pitching tonight. Uh, every league's different. Every fantasy league has different, you know corner infielders versus third baseman and first baseman, but every every team needs pitching. So I brought in Matt here, who did our tier rankings over at uh, so-called Fantasy Expert, and let's get into it. Unfortunately, I'm sure you guys have heard, Marcus Stroman tore his ACL today. And uh, every offseason, seems like pitchers start going down right about now. So, uh, Matt, how you had Stroman in the 30, 32 overall. How do you see that? Uh- Affected the uh, Blue Jays' rotation there. Well, I mean, it's definitely a major blow for the Blue Jays, but they do have uh, some young arms that could step up. And I think Drew Hutchinson is one of the guys. Uh, he's moved up my board in my uh, latest rankings that I released. And they also have uh, young guys like uh, Daniel Norris and Aaron Sanchez. And as long as Brett Cecil's healthy, I got to think Aaron Sanchez uh, now is going to be in the rotation. And yeah. Or, or you know, uh, I'm sure the Cole Hamels to Toronto uh, rumors are going to yeah. stop burning up. <laughs> yeah, they seem to be loading up this year, so I wouldn't doubt it. But uh, I was really looking forward to getting Aaron Sanchez as a late-round closer sleeper now. I think he's probably pretty entrenched in that fourth star role because they have what Burley, Hutchinson, and who am I missing? Pop Pomerantz. Uh, no, uh, Pomerantz is, is the ace. Marco Estrada is a guy that I can't see him cracking that rotation. I mean, I kind of liked him coming into last year, but putting him in the American League East is like putting gasoline on a fire with all the home runs. Oh my up. god! Yeah. <laughs> so I mean. That's a scary thought. I, I honestly think right now as it stands, I mean, getting the contribution from Norris and Sanchez, but I think Hutchinson is really right now there, a guy that they really need to make that step forward. And if you really look into his second-half numbers last year, I think a lot of signs are very encouraging. And he's a guy that I'm definitely going to be targeting. He's a guy that's not going to cost you a lot. And, uh, you know, th- those are the guys you have to have. I mean, I'm 
heavier on the pitching early than most, but you still need to hit on those guys late. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking at the stats right now. It looks like he struck out almost a batter an inning last year. That's some pretty good stuff. And all through the minors, he had pretty high K per nine. So if he can just – I think his ERA was in the fours last year. I don't want to say four, yeah. high fours, but uh, I think yeah, – If you look at him, if you just look at the numbers on the surface, it's going to turn you away. But, uh, I mean, you have to – you have to dig deeper with him. And he was coming off. He had the Tommy John surgery. And, yeah. you know, last year was his first year back. And pitching, like you said, pitching in that ballpark, pitching in that division is never an easy task. But he did make incremental improvements as the year went on. And that's one of the things you really need to see from young guys, especially coming off of an injury. Yeah, and his uh... – Fifth right here is about almost a half run lower than his actual ERA. For all you advanced stats fans mm-hmm. out there, hopefully bounce back here. And with that, with Donaldson coming in, uh, hopefully a more Encarnacion this year. They, they're going to win games up in Toronto, so it's never a bad idea having one of those guys on there. But um, yeah, it's, oh man, I was really looking forward to having Stroman on my team this year. I had him as a keeper, like one dollar. And uh, this is oh, that's a heartbreaker. <laughs> this sort of thrown my whole thing, my whole team into spin. Luckily, I had uh, Chapman, Aroldis Chapman, for ten because uh, he got hit in the face last year. So that's that's a good backup plan. But man, dollar keeper for Strowman, I was so happy. I'm sure a lot of you guys out there have that uh, same fate. But I really like Daniel Norris. I think is a guy I'm going to be going after late. And it's not because he lives in a van. Uh, down by the river <laughs> during the summer, but if or shaves guys, with an axe, <laughs> or shaves with an—I mean, anybody who shaves with an axe is okay with me. Uh, he's more a man than I am, so you know what? Go for it as long as you don't miss. Um, but he has high, high strikeout numbers too, and I think now with his injury to Stroman, they're going to have to bring up somebody. So either him or Sanchez. I like the infusion of youth that the uh, Blue Jays are sort of having there because Burley can't pitch forever. How old is he now? Thirty-six. Yeah, it might even be older than that. I mean, he's a hero. I'm currently living in Chicago, and, I mean, he's still a hero out here. And, I mean, the guy is a warrior. He goes to the post every fifth day. And, I mean, him and Dickey, neither is an ace, obviously, but, you know, you need those innings leaders and you need those guys, those, those veterans to mix with the young kids and show them the way. So I think they have a nice mix there, but they're going to have to make a trade, too, I think, at some point. I think at yeah, some that, point, you know. That's who I was forgetting before was R.A. Dickey. It's amazing you could forget the Cy Young winner from two, three years ago, but he has just not been what I think the Blue Jays were hoping for when they traded for him. Yeah, but, he went from the Cy Young winner to pretty much basically a league average pitcher in the with the Blue Jays. I mean, the league average now is 374, and that's pretty much where he's where he's been living with the Jays. So. Yeah, it looks like that Cy Young year was more of the uh, the outlier year than the uh, predictor of things to come. As much as we love Marcus Stroman and feel bad for him because he's only 23, uh, he's not the only guy that got injured this week. Cliff Lee and you Darvish, what is going on with them? They cannot stay healthy, and I thought Darvish was going to have a huge year this year. 
Yeah, I, it, in my initial rankings, I put Darvish at number 12, and he would have been higher if, if I had no injury concerns. And as far as the preseason drafts and auctions I were in, he really didn't receive it. He really didn't receive a big uh, discount, and I stayed away. It wasn't because, you know, it was basically because of his injury risk. And, I mean, it's just a shame, Chris. When the guy's on the mound, it's definitely must-see TV. And now I think Texas season has just blown up. I just, I just don't see how they're going to be able to re- replace him. I don't either. That, uh, was it, the Aces pitch or whatever he throws where uh, a legendary That's Jeff. one of his, like, half a dozen <laughs> that he has. My God, that, you know. that, that what is it, that uh, GIF or whatever's online where he's throwing the pitches to – Pujols, and they all look exactly the same, and they all end up like a foot apart. It's amazing. I love that guy, and uh, it's sad. I really thought Texas was going to bounce back. I felt so bad for them after they didn't win that World Series against St. Louis in 2012. Yeah, they came so close. Uh, David Freeze was the uh, killer for them. Yeah, David Freeze hasn't done anything for any fantasy baseball team since. Damn it. (laughs) But – Oh, man, I thought once Darvish – they were so snake-fitting last year that I thought Darvish and, you know, Andrus having a bounce back here and just getting some more of those pitchers back. Like, I thought they were going to make a run at it. But, well, at least I didn't bank on them already. I haven't even done most of my drafts. So, good thing he got this out of the way now. But still. Oh, yeah, no, that's – I mean, that's the the only silver lining for fantasy players. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a big loss for baseball fans in general, but – if you're if you haven't done a draft or your auction yet, then you know at least at least you got saved by that. Yeah, you can avoid watching your team go down in flames after you banked on one of these guys. And Cliff Lee, what do you think? You think his career is done? I have to pretty much think so. I mean, I had when I first did my rankings back in early February. I believe I had him at like 27 just to see what was going on. And then in my most recent, I backed him to 36. He had the out. He pitched a couple of innings. He looked, you know, good. And the next day, you know, I, I just can't see. I, I think it's inevitable he's going to have the surgery. And you know, 36, 37 years old. And I, I mean, he. I don't see how he's coming back at 39. Yeah, that's pretty true. So going into next season, who do you have more faith in to uh, come back from this, from their injuries, Darvish or Stroman? Who would, who would you take well, I, next year? I'm going to say Stroman because of the ACL and all the advancements that have been made with me and all these ligaments. And it's not his pitching arm. When it's your pitching arm, that's even more scary. I mean, I know you need your, your foot to push off and all that. But that's a six- to eight-month recovery versus a minimum of 12, and you're really not back until 18 months, supposedly. So that's just, it's just a really, really sad day for, for baseball fans and Texas Rangers fans especially. I mean, that was the one thing that they couldn't have happened. And, you know, I think at some point maybe Texas will have to start selling off their uh, assets. Yeah. Well, at least they may be uh, able to sell off stuff early and get some higher returns for it. But I don't know. These, these early spring training games always seem to just drop people like flies. And uh, I think, like, Oakland had two guys go with Tommy John last year around this time. <laughs> I, 
It's such a shame. Yeah, Jared start- Parker and AJ Griffin both uh, both went down last year, and AJ Griffin is not a guy I'm going to touch this. Year. I mean, uh, Jared Parker, he's coming off a second, and I re- it's really tough to touch guys after the second one. So I mean, and AJ Griffin, I think we're back a bit sooner, but still, he's coming off. He's coming off the Tommy John, so you know I'd rather try and get the healthy guys. If you can stash somebody on a DL spot, you have multiples in a you know you got a deep bench, then maybe. But I'd rather I'd rather look at Patrick Corbin, who should be back in like June or so. Yeah, I I'm in a 20, I'm a twenty team keeper league dynasty league, and I just drafted uh, Daniel Hudson in like the thirty fifth round, and I. I mean, he hasn't pitched in like two and a half years, I think. So anything I can get out of him would be great, but I can't believe his arm is even holding up after all these these injuries he's had. So those double Tommy Johns are pretty uh, pretty scary stuff. And I'm not yeah, like, not anything I want to deal with in fantasy baseball, especially a redraft league. Just leave those for somebody else. Yeah, in the redraft leagues, it's it's really not worth it. It's really just. You're just holding up a spot, like I said, unless you have an extremely deep bench and multiple, multiple uh, DL spots, then I could see it otherwise. But, yeah, it's tough. All right, and now you had – I was looking through your rankings, and down there, Tier 9 is your injured star pitchers. Uh, Cliff Lee's in there. We already touched on him. He's probably done. But you have Harvey, Tanaka, and Garrett Richards. And Richards is out a little longer than Tanaka and Harvey, but for all – the New York faithful out there. Who, who do you think is going to come back and have a better year? And uh, who do you have more confidence in going forward? Who would you, if you, if you're on the clock and you have the choice between Harvey and Tanaka, where are you going? Oh, uh, it's it's without a doubt Harvey. I mean, I, I put him. He was at tw- uh, 24th originally. Now I moved him up to 15th. And 15th. Oh, wow, after, that's pretty nice. After seeing that performance and the eight, the 18 months. Is is a critical thing, and the reason I moved him up there was originally the Mets had said 160 to 170. Now they're talking possibly 190. So if I'm looking at Alex Cobb, who I love and have at 16, but really hasn't pitched over 150 innings, how can I not have Harvey ahead of him? Yeah, so that's where I made that move, and I was trying to be really conservative with Harvey. I, I didn't want to get too excited. And there's still a lot of risk because as great as he looked if in a month or in two weeks, he has a, even if he has a great outing and, like, the next day his elbow's a little sore or something, he's going to be shut down for a while. So you still have risk. But, I mean, Tanaka, to me, not having the surgery is just the inevitable, just holding you off on the in- inevitable. And, I mean, as great as he was last year, I just – that seems to me too much of a risk. I'll take certain risks, but I'll, I'll take Garrett Richards. You're probably going to miss the first month because I think I think the Angels are going to take it slow with him. They have some uh, arms. They picked up Haney. They picked up Andrew Tropiano. Uh, so I mean, they have arms to play with. Schumacher uh, showed up last year for them. So California doesn't have to. Or Anaheim, I guess you want to say. Yeah, Dodgers fans would be real mad if you called them California <laughs> Angels. But I, th- I think a lot of people forget how long ago Harvey got hurt. And uh, I see Tanaka has been going a little higher than Harvey in a few of mine. 
in my drafts. Um, and I think a lot of that is that people don't realize Harvey got hurt towards like the very end of 2014. And that extra time is huge to just getting back and feeling like uh, he was so good that, that one season that I think it's so far out of people's mind that they're, they're overlooking him. Yeah. As uh, in, in the, uh, in, in my starting pitcher uh, index that I have, in uh, Matt Harvey's player page, I do have a I do highlight with the with Scott Boris's group indicates that after 16 months there is a major recovery. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Guess you're not as healthy as you thought you were there, Matt. Still, still got that yeah, cold. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to shake it off. It's it's been tough. At least the weather's nice in Chicago. That's hey, one it, good thing. It's raining in New York, and I will take that over any amount of snow at this point. So. <laughs> but uh, so speaking of Richards, he's going to be out a little while. And another injured guy you had on here a lot further down. I see Jose Fernandez down there. What do uh, I know? He's going to be out a little longer than Richards. But what? Why do you? Uh, for Richards so much higher, just the uh, length of the recovery time kind of thing, or or you just have more hopes for Richards to uh, take a step this year? Uh, I have a lot more hope for Richards. I mean, I think Jose Fernandez is a much more talented pitcher. I mean, when healthy, he's there with Matt Harvey, and he's one of the cops in the game. But he's going to be coming back from Tommy John. It will be like May or June. That, that's only going to be 12 months for him. The Marlins can't rush him. He's the franchise. And he's not – I can't see him being – having all his control and being Jose Fernandez that we all know and love. So, in, in a redraft league, I'm probably not going to own Jose Fernandez in any league. That's uh, <laughs> that's sad to hear. I, I'm a huge uh, – it's strange that I live in New York and I'm a Marlins fan. But, uh, God, I just like the – the way they bring up young guys and then eventually sell them off. I hate that part. But Fernandez, that one season was so fantastic. All those gifs of, uh, he was just such a great player, like personality wise on top of being incredibly dominant. Yeah. So I mean, he's had, he's had some life. I mean, how he got to America. Oh my Cuba, God. Yeah. It's just a great story. I mean, it's truly like the American story and you want to hear everything and seems like a really nice kid. And, you know, that is something I think. Is, oh, sorry. Keep keep going. I make no this off. No problem. No, I just uh, like I said, it's just it's just a loss. It's just a, you know. Oh yeah, definitely. Just for baseball in general, and especially for fantasy sports, when you're trying to find, you know, that top five or six pitchers, he would definitely be in there if he was healthy. But that uh, might make t- uh, your choice a little slimmer. But what I was going to say was, I wonder how this is sort of off offshoot of the Fernandez, how he got to America. But now that Cuba, people can go to Cuba, I wonder how that's going to impact, you know, baseball with pitchers coming over and uh, stuff like that. I think that'll be interesting to see. Maybe a couple more rolled as Chapman's. Uh, Yeah, there's going to be some interesting, uh, there should definitely be some interesting uh, names. And I believe he's in Arizona, Johan Lopez. I might be, I might be, Messing it up a little, but I believe it's Johan Lopez. He's a he's a young arm to watch, and I mean I really don't like Arizona's rotation right now, but they do have. Uh, I mean I think the Wade Miley trade was a good trade for both. 
Boston got a guy that can throw 200 innings. He's a better pitcher than his numbers do suggest. And I wouldn't give up on De La Rosa or Webster yet. They're both talented young arms. I mean, it wasn't too long ago that you know, everybody wanted those guys. And Arizona needs pitching. I mean, they definitely need pitchers. Arizona needs everything besides first base. Uh, let's be honest. But yeah, they have to trade. They have to trade Mark Trumbo, in in my opinion. So, so I don't think I don't think he can play third base. The uh, new the new Cuban guy that took him off. So I think he has to go. You can't yeah. have both of them in the outfield. <laughs> oh God, no! That'd be a train wreck. But uh, <laughs> all right, that's enough depressing injury news, uh, which I'm sure everybody loves talking about. But before we run, I was talking to you about how. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, obviously the best pitcher, but I saw him go three in one of my drafts or a mock draft last night. Do you think that's too high? I think that's too high. Um, I'd probably feel safer taking him maybe five or six. I guess five is not that far from three, but six, maybe seven. What's your opinion on that? Uh, my opinion pretty much is he he is on par with Mike Trout. So if Mike Trout is the best hitter in fantasy – uh, Clayton Kershaw is clearly away the best pitcher. He gives you the return every year. Look at his last four years. I mean, it's just pretty amazing. And he only made, what, 27 starts last year. I mean, I'm, I'm not a wins guy. I'm not also the guy who says kill the win. I don't believe in that. But 21 <laughs> wins out of 27 starts. Even missing a month, he just fell short of 200 innings at 198. Struck out 236 batters. I mean, an ERL. ERA and whip that was unreal. So, I mean, what you're getting there is such an advantage over, over the next pitcher that I, don't have, I personally don't have a problem. I know most people are of the belief you don't take pitching early. But, I mean, it's all, it's all format and league size as well. You know, it's, when you're in a 15-team league, say it's NFBC, aces are gone by the 40th pick. You're basically yeah. you're starting into the that second tier. Your aces are gone. You know it's it. Like I said, everything is relative. It all depends. Format always matters, but I I think you can't disregard pitching. In my well, my next question I was going to ask you about was I'm a huge Scherzer guy. I love Washington, uh, but you have them all the way at five. You have Sale, King Felix, Strasburg, Scherzer, and I know you said. Kershaw's the trout pitching. Did you give any thoughts to uh, putting maybe Sale or King Felix closer to well, Kershaw? How how big is the gap in your mind? Because I I know Kershaw's dominant, but I think uh, I think those next four guys are almost just as good. I, I'm more of the belief that there's not that huge of a risk between uh, one. I mean, Felix, and two. Felix has done it year in and year out. Statistically speaking. If he was to give you the same amount of innings as Kershaw, I mean, the closest thing you're going to find is Chris Sale. Well, I mean, the guy's numbers, when you, look at, when you look at the full spectrum of it, it's pretty amazing. I had to move him down to five on, on, on my latest revised uh, rankings because of the injury. Oh, yeah, and Felix, Felix is up to two. And Scherz is at four. I just think this is the year to own Shostak. I think... That second half he had, if you look at the second half numbers on the surface, below the surface, and the only main qualm I've, I've had with uh, Strasburg was his mound presence. If something didn't go right, he seemed to lose it a little, get a little flustered. 
And I think he's getting over that. So, I mean, him or Mac at, at three or four, you can flip a coin. But uh, I, I've owned, I own both of them in, in a couple of auctions I've done. I've paid the $60 or so to get both of them on my team. But that's just me. You know, I, I like to have that. I feel that if everybody's going to just run for hitting and you could be dominant on the pitching side, which is half of the points as well, Yeah. you know, the the uh, talent pool is deep, but the top guys is a very small tier. So yeah, that's how I look at it. And I've gotten into a couple of Twitter arguments over it and <laughs> stuff. And I, and I do not disregard hitting. I love to have hitting. But, I mean, if you look the last couple of years, Chris Davis in 2013, uh, Victor Martinez last year, these are guys were not top picks. You know, they were around 9, 10, 11, 12 for Vmont last year. So, I mean, you can still find hitting. It's, yeah, I'm of the thought process. You just have to exploit the market. Everybody's, you know, splurging on first base hit and blowing all their salary on hitting. If you could just clean up in pitching, you could find deals later, like you said with Chris Davis. Like, I had Anthony Rendon in, like, the 25th round last year, and he was my best player. You can, there's always going to be that guy who comes out of nowhere and uh, can give you those 80 to 90 RPIs. But, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. you, you want to build you want to build a balanced team, bottom line. You don't, you don't want to really – I mean, the, the deeper the leagues you go in, you're going to have a hole somewhere. That's just inevitable. But, uh, you know, you want to try and balance things out. I mean, as valuable as 30 homers is and 100 RBIs, 200 innings, 200 strikeouts, and an ERA around three is just as valuable. Yeah. Uh, Well, speaking of the Nationals, because this is something I was interested in from your rankings, uh, Fister and Gio Gonzalez, 40 and 44. Who Who do you like better? I think that uh, they've got such a deep, deep uh, rotation there. I think any of the five are going to be great stars, but I kind of I'm leaning G so far. I don't know. His season wasn't great last year, but I think it's, he's primed for a bounce back. What do you, What do you think? Yeah, no, I I like Gio better. Uh, Gio has moved up to 36, I believe, and I actually dropped Fister back to I believe 48 in, in my most recent. And I just think Gio, he's going to come. He's he's lost some of his shine. He's going to come at a more discounted price because he was a little injured last year. He had the 350 ERA, but the guy puts up the numbers. He has a tremendous, he has a tremendous record pitching at Nationals Park with, with his numbers and everything. So, I mean, I don't think that everybody's saying Doug Fister is the post he's going to regress, and I called him in the uh, study pitcher index the poster child for re- regression. Everybody's going to say it. I don't think Doug Fister is going to blow up. I don't think Doug Fister is going to be the same guy as last year. I think he will still be good. I do think he will still be good. But he, he does not provide strikeouts. So if he's not giving you a 240 ERA, that's a major hit. I, I, I don't mind yeah. having him on my but I want him as my number four, not my number yeah. two. Yeah, just started contributing to the ERA and WHIP aspects. But uh, I was pretty surprised, actually, when they signed Scherzer. They didn't – I thought for sure, like, the next day, day and a half, you're going to hear uh, Jordan Zimmerman on the block or Gio Gonzalez on the block trying to keep – Well, like, I utilize some of the assets they have. 
Yeah, I think the one way they're able to do it is how they did Scherzer's contract and how it's yeah. pretty much like $15 million a year, you know, for the next 20 years. Oh, so, yeah, it's like he's going to be paid so much when he's like 41 years old, they'll still be paying him. Yeah, so, I mean, I think after this year, they're going to lose Zimmerman. He hasn't he hasn't uh, signed up for a long-term deal. So they're pretty much on the mindset that he's gone after this year. So at least they have Scherzer for the next seven years, and they have that bank in, and now they're going to have to deal with Strasburg coming up, and I don't know what he's going to get. <laughs> oh, my God. He's a – with Scott Boris. To shut him down in the playoffs, I'm sure he'll convince somebody to pay him Scherzer money. But I mean, oh, even, yeah, he's gonna get that. He'll get that. even if they lose Zimmerman, that guy, I am such a fan of Giolito down there in what single A. I can't believe I'm like obsessed with the single A prospect. But uh, I think yeah, even that, if was, that was a great draft pick. I mean, that, they had the they they took the risk. They knew that he was going to be out for a year. And, you know, they had the time to wait. They they made a very nice trade, too, with uh, San Diego when they got Trey Turner and Joe Ross, Tyson's brother. So, I mean, they they are stockpiling their pitching, too. I mean, I think it's a smart organization. They're the one team that actually does have a lot of Scott Boris clients, so they seem to have a very good relationship with him. Yeah, right. So, well, all, all you have to do to have a good relationship with him is pay him pay his players hundreds of millions of dollars. And then, hey, your best friends. But uh, speaking of Tyson Ross, actually, this is where I wanted to go next. You have, of the three Padre pitchers I see here, you have Kashner, then Ross, then Shields. What do you got against James Shields? Is it because he was terrible in the playoffs? Uh, no, I, even in the uh, starting pitcher index, I do state remain calm. All is not lost with James Shields. He'll be fine. He didn't sign yet. So at that point when I had written it, I, you know, depending upon where he went, I have moved him up. He jumped into okay. the high 20s now. But a little leery about their defense. I mean, he pitched better away from Kansas City the last two years. So, I mean, that's, that's actually pretty pretty amazing. And his second half last year, besides the playoffs, his second half he pitched to like a 260-something ERA. I do like Shields. He's a workhorse. But and there's a lot of guys I do like. Tyson Ross. Is great at Petco. I call him the Petco prodigy. <laughs> but on the road, since he became a starter, he, on the road, his ERA is almost two points higher. His whip is tremendously higher. He's a different pitcher, and he throws the slider 40% of the time, so he's just a high-risk pitcher as yeah, well for injury. I was just about to say that. He throws so many sliders that I, I had him last year on most of my teams, and he was a great, he was a great sign, but I think, you know, going with him for two years in a row, that's taking a little too much risk on my part. The sli- oh, my God, he throws that slider so much. It's a great pitch, but at some point... Yeah, I mean, like at that. home, at home, he's been, he's been lights out. I mean, the guy's... Num- if you look at... I, I mean, I have it in the starting pitcher index under his player profile. His numbers at home versus the road since joining the rotation. It's just so stark, and, you know... If you can, if you're in a daily league where you can move him in and out, then you know that's great. I don't think he's a bad pitcher, but there's a lot of there's a lot of guys that I like more. I'll, I'll say that even Andrew Cashman, he's he's no uh, health, you know, guy to look at either. But 
I still think he can his strikeouts can improve a bit. And if he ever gets to that 200 innings plateau, which is a big if, I yeah. think he's going to return a huge profit for you. So, I really like I mean, the uh, the Padres. Whoever's their pitching coach or uh, that whole, they know how to get the best out of their pitchers. Maybe it's because Petco is so massive. But uh, I just looked up Tyson Ross's stats here from last year. His ERA at home, 1.88. And on the road, 3.79. So, it's a total. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a huge it's contrast. Dark difference. I mean, he's pitched 104, 154 innings since joining the rotation in 2013 at home. He has a 193 ERA, and at the same time, he's pitched 166 innings on the road. Has a 389 ERA. His WHIP is at 099 at home, 136 on the road. So I mean, those are those are telling numbers. To, that's not a small sample size. <laughs> yeah, they should just have him pitch at home, just forever. <laughs> like, just however they have to jig the rotation, he should pitch at home nonstop. Because uh, that would make me feel a lot better about drafting him, and I'm sure a lot of other people. I but, tell you, the guy, if, if we could talk about one guy who I've moved up from, I believe I had him at 36 and 37, and I even wrote, he's going to get knocked on the initial rankings, but once he shows he's healthy, He's gonna he's gonna fly up draft boards, and that's Michael Walker. I think Michael Walker is the guy to own in St. Louis this year. I have downgraded Wainwright in in the starting pitcher index. I even say it. I don't like to bet against him, but I want no part of Wainwright this year. I could be wrong. Vintage Wainwright could appear. The guy's a warrior, but it's just, in my opinion, it's just way too risky. What happened at the end of last year? He had he had a ligament trimmed or whatever on his elbow, and I'm not going there. Yeah, I don't think I've ever – and, hey, I'm only 24, but I I don't think I've ever heard about somebody have a ligament trimmed. I don't know how common that is, but it sounds just funky. It sounds like the type of thing that I don't – I don't know how that's going to react. I don't know how that's going to hold up. It's just weird, just the thought of trimming a ligament. I personally yeah, am not a Wainwright guy either. Um I took him in one league just because I missed out on a run of pitchers that I had not expected. And I was like, okay, it's Wainwright or, like you said, Cobb, who's kind of unproven, or uh, Garrett Cole, who I see gets a lot of love from a lot of people. And they're both – they're so young. It's like, ah, this is tough, but I'll go but with That's the thing. That's the thing with both of those guys. I love Cobb. I think he is on the verge of really you know, having – and his injuries haven't been – you know, they've been more freakish kind of injuries. And even yeah. Derek Cole, he's got he's got such potential. And that when he came back from the uh, injury last year, those eight outings he had, I love both of them. But I want them as my number two starter. I don't want them as my number one. If I get them as my number three, I'm thrilled. But that's not going to happen. So I mean, that's just my point. When I argue with people, is if you're putting if you're, that's your number one, you're, you're talking about unproven to the point where they haven't done even 200 innings yet, and that's. That's a leap of faith. Yeah, they could they could blow up in a good way and just dominate, or they could blow up in a bad way, <laughs> and then you're kind of stuck. I, I like your I like that thought of keeping the young guys at number two. I'm a Sonny Gray fan. I think you had him a little lower than Cole and Cobb, but he's he's the guy I've been trying to get as my number two so far this year. Um, I think I have him originally. I believe I had him at 19, and I, I did knock him down a couple of spots in my advised ones. Just a couple of numbers. 
He, I think he's going to be fine. I really like him. Pitches in a great ballpark. Even though he pitched, he's another guy. He pitched better on the road last year than at O.co, which is pretty amazing as well. But I, I don't think he's a guy that you might, he needs to pitch 200-plus innings to get you the strikeouts you need. But I think he's going to give you a solid ERA. He's a guy that you could depend upon. A lot of people, I hear some people saying he, he, he doesn't get you what you need. I don't believe that at all. But uh, Jeff Samarger is another guy who I think has made a transformation as a pitcher. He's only entering his fourth year in uh, 2015 as a starting pitcher. And he's become a ground ball pitcher. His ground balls are over 50%. Uh, Samarger, Scherzer, and Felix are the only three pitchers in the last two years back-to-back pitch 200 innings and have 200 strikeouts. So, I mean, really, he's I would a guy that, that a lot of people should really uh, – I think next year, Samarja is going to be viewed differently. Some people are scared by the by, by his new ballpark. But yeah, as that's I what said, I was just going to say. That. He's more of a ground ball pitcher now. I think he's more of an advanced pitcher. You know, he, he's, he's not a thrower anymore. Everybody always knew he had talent, but – you know, it's all about getting confidence, making the uh, making the progressions, learning how to pitch, trusting your stuff. And so, I mean, I think that's Zach Wheeler's biggest problem too, is he needs to challenge hitters. He needs to be on top of guys. He's got great stuff. He's got to trust it. He's got a 95 mile an hour fastball. I think he's making a huge step. He's a guy that I've invested in heavily so far in all my preseason, offseason drafts. But I have him as my number three. If it doesn't work out, I'm not going to get killed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, won't won't sink your ship. But, uh, but I we do talk think about... we'll succeed. No, no, go ahead. Oh no, I just said I do think Wheeler will succeed in 2015. I have the utmost confidence that he will make the correction in uh, control and command and cut down on those walks. Yeah, he he had a really good year last year. I was really upset. I did not end up with him last season. But uh, I was going to say we talked a lot about the uh, top. They're the upper tier guys. If you're going from, you know, 50 down, and I know you were talking about Hutchinson when we started, who's uh we've got about six minutes left here. So give me a couple guys, maybe fourth starter, third, high third uh, starter. The guys you like sure. at the back end of your rotation. Uh, Kevin Gaussman is another guy that I've moved up. Uh, Paxton in Seattle. If Michael Pineda can stay healthy, he's, he looked tremendous the other day, but if he can stay healthy, that's been his biggest issue is with the continuing injuries, and I think he puts, what, 76 innings? So, yeah. I mean, he needs to stay on the mound. Uh, going deeper, I like Shane Green a lot. As I mentioned in the Sunny Picture Index, his numbers weren't luck-based, in my opinion, from, from everything in research I did. He's moving from Yankee Stadium. He's going to Comerica, which isn't a pitcher's park like everybody thinks. It's a neutral park, but he's out of the American League East. It's, he's, not a, he's not a highly touted prospect, so he's not going to get the love that you know yeah. other guys would or that post-high sleeper, but I think he's a guy that has a chance to make a big move. Uh, Willie Peralter is an interesting late-round guy as well. He's shown some flashes. Right, here's, here's the guy I'm interested in. Do you think Phil Hughes can do it again? Does any? 
everybody I talk to has so little faith in Phil Hughes to just not even win, what, 19 games, but just pitch well. I mean, I've seen him pitch terrible in when he was a well, Yankee for seven years, but I, does, any, does anybody out there have any faith in Phil Hughes? Because I'd like to... I'd like uh, to meet, there yeah. are people that do like Hughes, and I could live with him as my number four. Uh, I would rather have him as a fifth starter, in my opinion. I, I'd rather take the shot at a Brandon McCarthy type. I think he's a guy of the Dodgers now. He made some tweaks to his game last year when he got to the Yankees. The problem with Phil Hughes is everybody thought it was the ballpark that he went to. He went to Minnesota. He pitched yeah. better on the road. His ERA on the, on the road was like 275, and that target field was like 425. And he, what he did do was he changed his repertoire. He got rid of the uh, cutter for the slider or vice versa. Top of my head right now. Yeah. Uh, but he made, he made adjustments, so I do like that. But he walked 16 guys last year, and I really have a hard time. You don't, you don't think he can do that again? You don't think he can walk 16 people in 189 <laughs> innings or whatever he pitched last year? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to I, – I think I, put, I, I moved him up to, I believe, 50th in my revised rankings, and I don't think he's a bad option. He's just an option. If he's on my team, I want him at number four or like a number five. Yeah, I don't, just, I, don't think, I don't think he's a great option, but uh, I don't know. People just seem so down on Phil Hughes that I, I, I like as rounds go by and I still see Phil Hughes sitting there. I'm like, am I missing something? Like, should I take a risk on this guy? And Or is everybody else missing something and I could totally exploit this? He's just such an enigma. I don't know what – I have no idea what to do with Phil Hughes this season. I'll probably just won't draft him just because I don't understand how to like. Well, I mean, everything, everything, you know, it depends where he falls to you. I mean, I'd rather – I can't believe I'm actually saying this because I, I, I remember him pitching for the Mets, Colin McHugh. I did not believe in him at all last year. I wanted no part of him. I thought at some point it was all, you know, Clark was going to strike 12. But in all the research I did in the off season. I mean, everything backed it up. Could he turn into a pumpkin and be terrible again this year? Possibility. I don't believe that's going to happen. I think his curveball, which is pretty amazing, if he starts utilizing that even more, he could be, you know, he's a guy I would take over Phil Houston. That's my opinion. I like the strikeout upside of him. I think he's more of a riskier. Phil Houston might be more of a safer guy to go with. But at that point, I'm going to go with the higher potential. And if I really want to go safe with like a number five guy, I'll take a, I'll take a Kyle Loesch or I'll take a Mike Leach that will give me the 200 innings. Won't be yeah. spectacular, but they're the back of my rotation like stabilizers. All right. Well, we got just about two minutes left. I want you to give me the one prospect you think that's going to come up, you know, like July, August, down the stretch. We could definitely make a – make a big impact on on a, on a fantasy championship? Uh, I'll state the obvious guy who has a chance now with the Chris Sale injury. What's everybody saying is minor, and I'm a little scared about that. I hope it is because I, mean, I just love Chris Sale, love watching yeah. him pitch. But Carlos Rodon, he, he, in my opinion, is the wild card guy because he is ready to pitch from everything I've seen and everything that the scouts say. and So if he gets into the rotation, the problem is, does he get in the rotation? I think he has a shot. 
The second way say is horrible. John Banks is only still pitching for the White Sox because they paid him all that money. Yeah. And he's he's the guy that's the obvious one. I think the other guy who's also in Chicago on the north side, if the Cubs are going to be successful this year, it's going to have to be C.J. Edwards to make a step up at some point over the summer. And when I was at the Arizona Fall League back in November, he was – the most he wasn't he's not the best guy that was there, but he was the most impressive arm that I saw while I was there. All right, well you heard it here first, guys. If you if those guys win you fantasy championships, you better come back to us and uh, give it, well <laughs> just give Matt some love. I didn't say anything. I like uh, Robert Stevenson on the Reds. If you guys are wondering about my opinion, but you know that's a tough ballpark. I think that's I think that's a very good call as well. He had an awful year last year for them. I thought he would be up last year. To be honest with you. I thought yeah. he'd be more of a he, he, he'd get more of a chance, but if things didn't go well from last year. I'm, all right, I'm well, not, I, I think he's got a shot. All right, well, not to uh, cut you off, but we got to end the episode. Uh, this is fun, it was guys. a pleasure. Mike, I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Or Matt, I'm sorry I called you Mike. My bad, man. No See problem. Ya. Have a good one. <laughs> Take care. And. Uh,